I pledge myself to the pod. Loyal I'll always be. A P to start, a D at the end, and an O sitting in between. I believe in you, though. Do you, though? Yes. You are, you're building on your love of the Marvel franchise, superheroes, superhumans, super aliens, dragons. There you go. Welcome back to an Omnia Paratus. I'm Jay, like the letter. And I'm Angela, also known as AVO. Nicknames are just like not what they were in college, honestly. Should we just drop them? But like then it's like Jay and then Angela. Like I know, I really don't like how my name flows with that. And then or Angela and Jay. Still not good. Yeah, the, mine went first because originally it's like, hey, Jay, because the rhyme that my friend Laura always <laughs> loved to call. Like, and then Angela, if you if you were okay with just going by AVO, we had the three-letter thing going. But like, you needed Angela and AVO in there because you wouldn't just go by AVO. That's true. I feel like some context was needed for AVO, but then... <laughs> Why don't you want to give the context for AVO? <laughs> well, well, yeah, see, there there we go. So it's just out. What? I don't know. Well, we'll, we'll come back to that. If, if you had to come up with your own kind of like pseudonym, moniker, stage name. I mean, people will call me like Jane or Jade my whole life because I'm Asian. Oh yeah, that's just kind of racist. Yeah, whenever my godfather would take me to the park and he would like introduce me, they're like, oh, like he would say Jay and they're like, oh, Jade. And like look at me like Asian baby. So it's like, yeah, see, that's just not even creative on their part. Well, I don't think it's creative. I think it's just a microaggression. Starting young. Well, moving right into what we're actually going to talk about, one of my first points here for this, listeners, just to give you a little insight into our day-to-day, Jay and I saw Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings tonight. It's not seven rings, right? It's ten. (laughs) Can't confirm. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Off to a strong start. Might as well call him Sean while you're at it. Well, that's my first point there. For the first 20 minutes of the movie, when Aquafina's character is calling him Sean, I thought that she was just having issues pronouncing Shang. Oh, God. Like, I wanted to say something to you, but I was like, am I just mishearing her? Do I not understand? Did did they have some sort of issue? Like, is she, like, upset with him and that's the best take that they could get out of this? But no, everyone in Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, Shang-Chi is actually in hiding when we first find him in the movie and he has called himself Sean instead of Shang. Oh yeah, we're gonna spoil things. I mean, that Wait. shouldn't be a surprise at this point, yeah, but I everyone guess should know this. we're coming live-ish because I have a very tight turnaround time with this. Or maybe Angela does. Maybe this will be your first one she edits. Who knows? Because we are together in human form. For multiple days in a row, and I actually don't work tomorrow, so... We'll see. Yeah. But yes. He goes by Sean. I assumed it was because... He, in the film, works at a fancy San Francisco hotel, Mm -hmm. and typically the clientele tends to be white and rich, so I assumed people got it wrong, so he just said Sean, because they were like, it'll be easier for the guests to understand. Well, see, I I don't know if I'd noticed any other characters also calling him Sean. I just particularly noted it through Aquafina because she was yelling at him so often that it really stood out to me. So I got very confused there until it was finally like clarified like 20 minutes in 
that he hadn't given her his real name to begin with. Oh yeah, but that's like, a, my point with that is it's very common. I mean, it's a very common thing growing up, at least where I did in the Bay Area and stuff, where particularly I can only speak for Asian kids to get like a Western name or a Western mm-hmm. sounding name to correspond with it. So I just assumed in this context, he or his management did it because he was tired of people mispronouncing it, mm-hmm. which I think another thing maybe we'll transition into now if you can learn the names on game of thrones shang chi you can pronounce names of cultures different than one's own and it is always respectful to try your hardest to pronounce names of other cultures correctly because if you can say i mean the first one that popped into me wasn't even uh, a game of thrones name Seer Sharonin. have you seen how that's spelled oh yeah what is it it looks like sores like sores but it's Sersha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then going to Game of Thrones. If you can pronounce Daenerys Targaryen. Yes. Good job. Or Khal Drogo, Khaleesi. If you are one of those people out there who can speak um, Dothraki or Elvish, Lord of the Rings, and you can pronounce some of those names Oh, you're there, going far too nerd for me I, right now. They're, they're, they're not that far apart. Yeah, so if you have a passion for those, please pronounce other cultures' names correctly and do your part to emphasize this. Angela, where's the Game of Thrones transition? You know where I was bringing up Game of Thrones? Oh, okay. So I I completely have to own this one. She loses her nerd card today. So in the opening, um, not opening credits, in the the opening trailers before Shang-Chi, um, one of the ones that popped up was for The Eternals. And I, full disclosure, I've never seen any of the trailers or teasers for The Eternals before. So I just like kind of glanced at the screen because I was digging through the popcorn and I thought that it was Sebastian Stan and some other woman and they were having this very brief exchange. Gemma Chan, Astrid. Wait, that was Gemma Chan? Why did you not bring your glasses to this movie? I thought that it was going to be okay, but apparently it wasn't. Yes, it was Gemma Chan, Salma Hayek, Angelina Jolie. The person who she thought was Sebastian is Kit Harington from Game of Thrones. Okay, and as soon as he said a full sentence, then I knew that I was dealing with the King of the North. However, with him just sitting on the porch in the Midwest staring at some sky moodily, he looked very Sebastian Stan-like. I know, and the reason that came up is because when I saw him, I leaned over to Angela and I was like, I, for the longest time, thought he was Sebastian Stan, especially when all the Marvel trailers were coming out. And Angela, being the nerd she is, I assumed would laugh at me and make fun of me, but instead, when she was like, that's not Sebastian Stan, I was like, no, it's Kit Harrington. Well, see, because before you leaned over, the first thought that I had was, wow, for being over 50, Sebastian Stan looks really good in this trailer. Kit Harrington fans are going to come for you. Are, are they, though? Are there any real Kit Harrington fans? Like, outside of Game of Thrones? Because I'm one of you, and I understand, and I knew his voice. Just, you know, you're not gonna... the first image without my glasses. You're going to get, like, the die jerk treatment from some kid harrington fan i'm gonna get that from everyone i'm gonna get it from the beehive i'm gonna get it from the drake fans what is it it didn't i say something about like emma watson or taylor swift at one point too i don't know i don't know <laughs> all right you know what Mo- moving on back back to shang chi <laughs> let's, let's get some of my nerd card back okay so for some of you that don't know shang chi is the second movie in marvel's official phase four release what was the first? Black Widow. Oh. I, I mean, she, she's te- she's technically tagged as part of it. No, I know. But like, she should have ended in phase three. Like, it would have made more sense for her to be in phase three. Like, Endgame was so final that it felt like 
it was very clear that this movie was part of phase four marvel's future Mm -hmm. and black widow was part of their past even though it was made in 2019 had a different release date Mm -hmm. it was very clear this was marvel like investing in their future phases oh yeah definitely but second movie of the year shang chi is officially out get your tickets everyone it was amazing i told jay in the car coming back he might be my new favorite as everything has been set up so far and wanda maximoff's been blown out of the water for me r.i.p elizabeth olsen it's okay though once wandavision comes back from season two like i'm sure she'll be back on top are they getting a season two they have to have a season two but they ran as an emmy as a limited series and that implies like limited however the watchmen on hbo also ran as a limited series but they are potentially coming back for a season two if they get enough fan backing huh Okay. Wait, so then are Loki, Wanda, and Captain America and the Winter Soldier phase four too? Or are those the end of phase three? They're phase four. Okay. So everything after Endgame is phase four. Mm -hmm. What about that Spider-Man movie? So Spider-Man, yes, is part of phase four. um, Not the new one, but the one that came out that had Robert Downey Jr. in it. The second one. Far From Home? I don't know them by name. I just know that the second Spider-Man movie happened after WandaVision. Yes. So that's, that's a little weird because Spider-Man is technically it's Marvel but almost exists outside of their universe that they've created. Okay we're getting too nerd heavy even for me. A very important fact that I would like to point out is Shang-Chi is three years younger than Angela. Oh my god. Yes because the scene where you see the parents coming together it says in 1996 and it's very clear it's a very beautiful fight dance scene it kind of reminded me of like brazilian like capoeira the way like they were moving not Mm -hmm. like the actual like obviously i think they were doing some kind of like asian martial art but like the way they were filming it and kind of the pauses and the looks felt very dance like and choreographed obviously Mm -hmm. but that was in 1996 and he said he left when he was 14 it had been 10 years later henceforth meaning he is 24 years old that like really hurts my soul right there. It means the sister's even younger. Okay, I, I know we're jumping all over the place, but can we talk about his sister for a minute? Because she is such a badass. Here, here. The actor though is 32 Angela, so perfectly in your age range. Oh, okay, there we go. And Canadian. Who would not love dual citizenship? Very attractive. Great abs. Mm-hmm. Okay, but back to his sister. Um, I am completely going to butcher her name. Zhu Zhuling? Xiaoling. Xiaoling? Xia, like, it's like S-H-A, I think. Like, I okay, think. okay, everyone. I'm really sorry if I'm pronouncing this incorrectly. I believe it's Xiaoling, but she was a badass, basically ignored by her father, told that she couldn't train with his army or her brother, and then he completely ignored her until she ran away when she was 16 and opened up her own business. Yeah, her own fight club. I've never seen the movie Fight Club, but like I feel like it would be like that. Oh, this was definitely like a a way better version of Fight Club. It kind of reminded me of the atmosphere of Emily Van Camp's place in Falcon and the Winter Soldier when they first go to find her. Yes. And that, that also started with an M, Madripoor. Yeah. I really, I wonder if that's... Your, your nerd head's hurting a little much. I, I know it is. I'm, I'm going to drop it for now. But yeah, she was amazing. Like, I, I kind of wonder, so you know, I'm jumping all over the place. So she was amazing. But to bring some structure to this, best three moments of Shang-Chi. Oh, God. Um, I loved when the mother and father met. That was really great. I think they, they did a really great job of kind of melding 
their two stories together where like he was like the fierce warrior conqueror who was just mm-hmm. like bent on destruction and greed and she was a part of a people who thrived in enlightenment essentially and they met and changed each other yeah i like how they both willingly gave up their immortality was it actual immortality so he had immortality from the rings and her people had immortality oh so when he called the old man young like young child he wasn't necessarily being facetious mm-hmm. oh yeah didn't know that um my next moment i don't i feel like it's cheating but it's like the thing about this that like marvel does so well in like the fantasy universe like the big fight mm-hmm. no and i think as far as they go some marvel movies they haven't had really great big fights like doctor strange his first movie i think he could have had a better one i don't remember <laughs> um i think like ultimately like where were they um so they were in i think it was one of their like safe houses in hong kong and then he was also in oh they like, end up in the street and he goes into the sky and fights yeah them. like he goes into the multiverse to like meet dormammu and ends up oh, in the time loop. yeah 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 and even i don't think like black widow had like a great like big battle because for them it was like the structure was falling so mm-hmm. everyone was just like getting out of it rather than like a big like one big like cast fight and that's something i think that like not all movies also like allow for like black panther had like was more about the one-on-one it's michael b jordan right yes michael b jordan but going back to michael jordan <laughs> where the shoes that shang chi rocked during his large fight yes okay no, i wonder I, how much nike paid for the sponsorship because you know any brand would have killed for that and bmw oh yeah for sure okay but can i just say though why did they fight in jeans this is like like thing. i feel like that greatly limits your range of motion it could i sleep in jeans which people are always like attack me for so i'm not the person to ask this question to oh my god well i mean i don't know i did martial arts for a while and like yeah you can like kick around in jeans but you know it's a lot more comfortable and it feels easier in looser pants yeah okay my third moment was i'm gonna be respectful in this one i was like i like where the ending credit seed went but out of respect because it's not what i thought it was going to i will just say i assumed it was going to lead into the eternals and it didn't and i think a I lot think of it could still oh no i definitely think it could lead into the eternals but the scene was not as clear of a direction to the eternals as i thought i assumed i was going to see kit harrington Gemma chan Salma hayek someone in the eternals in it and no one in the eternals was in it I just want the mic to get all of that. Oh, I know, completely. Yeah, no, I I have to admit, I was sort of waiting for someone to like drop down at the very end and be like, I've been looking for these. Thanks for finding them. I now need to like annihilate you because you can now wield the same power that I can. Yeah, like how at the end of WandaVision, like a Kree person comes down to talk to Monica. Mm -hmm. How it was something like that. So I assumed it was gonna be something like that to lead into it. Just how we know in the now movie, the movie, which is not gonna be instead of Captain Marvel 2 or whatever, it's like the Marvels, I think is what Brie Larson had it renamed. Mm-hmm. Because like Brie Larson as an actor, respect her or not, Brie Larson really is in Hollywood walking the walk of inclusivity and DEI without really needing to be asked. Like they changed the name of the movie. Everyone thought they changed it for like the fans, but it's like, no, Brie Larson had it changed to represent all, all of the, the Captain Marvels that came before her and will come after her. Mm-hmm. Well, because I mean, again, I don't, I mean, we touched about this a little bit in our previous Marvel episode, but there have been like five different 
different incarnations of Captain Marvel's, including Brie Larson's, and the Marvel Universe is now kind of bringing those all in. So, ending credits. Very nice. And for being what I would still consider like a neophyte, a new person to this whole Marvel mm-hmm. Universe, hearing what clearly was a packed theater of Marvel fans like gasp and kind of react at this end credit scene, like made me feel good because I was surprised. But like knowing like people who like really nerd out for this, like also were shocked, was very fun to hear. Like thinking about the reaction people had for Endgame were some of like the other like the huge movies and mm-hmm. seeing like videos of people in theaters recording the end of Endgame mm-hmm. seems very cathartic. Completely. No, I, I think, okay, just getting into like some of my favorite moments. First big spoiler for you all, they did do a little bit of a Doctor Strange crossover and we did get Wong briefly in this movie and I think that was pretty great to see because Wong has always been very much like a steadfast like keeper of the knowledge, the old ways, trying to keep Stephen Strange in line and then you see him here in this movie fighting in Shaoling's club and that's very much like a deviation from who he is in his other movies so it's really great to see him kind of let loose like that mm-hmm. oh and then first off the scene that really hooked me and i mean i think it's just it's meant to hug you but they did such a great job with it but shang chi fighting the members of the ten rings in the bus driving downhill through san francisco when aquafina needs to take the wheel from the driver who's now passed out it just it felt very much like old-fashioned like speed with keanu reeves but also as as you roll your eyes at me from, i feel like the 90s movie, movie i know i've just never seen it how have you never seen seen it because i haven't seen it oh okay all right well we'll need to add that into movie night or something for you okay but yeah speed speed is pretty good um but yeah no it was just it was amazing it was a great scene and then also knowing the area of where that hotel is because as mm-hmm. you now all listeners know our friend brian has a particular bar in that area he likes to <laughs> frequent with us it was very fun getting to see it in film form mm-hmm. maybe that was also the movie they were filming or was that before 2019 this was made in 2019 like they were filming here in 2019? He got cast in 2019. Oh, okay. Because I thought they were filming here during the pandemic. And you didn't tell me? Well, I didn't find out until afterwards when I was looking up Shang-Chi and was like, oh yeah, they were filming here in October through November of 2020. So I could have been an extra in it for my birthday and you didn't let me know. I didn't know that they were filming until afterwards when I was trying to look up filming for The Matrix because I wanted to see where they they were were with that. I almost got caught on the Bay Bridge because they were filming. Oh my god. We made it, but traffic was like horrendous around it. I remember there were a few nights I got all the way to the Embarcadero, but then I couldn't get to BART and I had to backtrack to like Powell Street because everything was, every street was shut down. Mm -hmm. Okay, moment number two. That was number two. Number three. (laughs) Number three. Um, ooh. I think when... I have a number three for you if you don't have one. Oh, well no, I was gonna say the moment when Shang-Chi's and Shaoling's mother sister their aunt like embraces Shaoling and tells her like you know we all train as equals here you don't have to live in the shadows anymore and she really gets to like try out like her own expertise and like learn Mm -hmm. their fighting style. Played by the wonderful Michelle Yeoh who has a long history within film and Asian representation. I first saw her in Crazy Rich Asians but she was in some other very famous Asian led film in the 80s. She's Auntie L right? Yes. Oh, 
yeah. And then we got the awesome little um, nugget of Cousin Eddie from Crazy Rich Asians. Yes. As Shaolin's bouncer, announcer. Sure. What, what, whatever we're going to call him. MC? Yeah. Which I loved. A little Crazy Rich Asians reunion with Aquafina, Michelle Yeoh. Mm-hmm. Um, God, I'm not trying to be racist, but his last name is Chen in real life. Ronald, Donald. Ronnie. Yeah. Ro- Ronnie Chang. Chang? I, th- I think that's how you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. Sure. No? No, you're right. Okay. I don't know. I can't pronounce that. But if I hear him in an interview, I will learn and correct it. Um, But I loved seeing them because it was a great nod, but it was also a reminder that like any movie that has a dominant Asian presence, you'll probably recognize these same actors from multiple movies because Mm -hmm. they need some sort of star power, which I get to carry these movies. But at the same time, there are also many Asian actors. Like one of the great things that Angela, I don't know if you were in the bathroom or you were watching the screen where they were doing this, but I'm sure, I want to say I'm sure you've seen, but I don't know. Um, Simu Lee, the lead, did you, like, have you heard his whole story with, like, entering the MCU? So, I I might be wrong, but I think when they announced that they were going to do the movie, he, like, tweeted at them and was like, cast me. Close. So, in 2014, after Captain America and Thor came out, he tweeted something like, hey, Marvel, how about an Asian superhero? And it was July 17th of 2014. And in 2019, on July 21st, he said this to Kelly Clarkson interview today, which is the only reason I saw. He, like, retweeted himself LOL the day he got cast. Oh my god. So manifest people. Maybe we need Twitter. Maybe that's our issue. Like, we're not on Twitter enough. Maybe. Oh yeah, Twitter's just the reason the universe isn't hearing us. We'll try Twitter, guys. Yeah. But that. Well. Oh, go ahead. No, I was like, I think it's great. And also just PSA, I haven't heard this yet, but I would like to clarify, he is a wonderful Asian Canadian, Canadian Asian. I don't know which he prefers, mm-hmm. but let's not, if I hear anyone talk about Asian American representation and they are not referring to Aquafina, I will have words. Because yes, it is Asian representation and Asian representation means Asian whether you are from, if you have Asian in you, whether you are from America, from South America, from Europe, you are Asian, it is Asian representation. But it it is not Asian American if the person is not also American. Mm-hmm. Here, here. It's complex, guys, and we believe in you. You can grasp it. Not so optimistic of you. I'm surprised mm-hmm. your favorite scene wasn't with another big spoiler, but I think it was a great callback to Iron Man when during the big fight scene, Trevor, Travis, Travelin, <laughs> Trevor Slattery, Trevor Slatterly, Slap Slattery. When Trevor Slatterly makes a reappearance, <laughs> but during the big battle, his like neopet of a friend he made in kind of this like dungeon thing comes over because the thing thinks he died during the battle but he's acting dead (laughs) during the big fight so nothing will come after him no I actually that was like a part of like my next lead in here I loved all of the different magical elements and especially Morris aka Trevor Slattery aka the Mandarin's little magical pet from this hidden land in the jungle that Shang-Chi's mother came from. Which so, is called? Which is called Talo. So um, for all of you out there as well, Shang-Chi has like some really amazing like fight scenes, great like city setup as well, but it's also very much based in like legend and myth and brings in like this whole other magical world. And we, they had some really crazy animals there. So what I, I call them Neopets, but yeah. I mean, Neopets, little animals, 
magical creatures, um, fantastic beasts and where to find them, whatever you want to call them. I like the horses with the fish scale. Right? Ooh, and then the or ones- Or the, the foxes the, with the- The white ones? Plumage. Yeah. But the one I asked Angela for my birthday, it was kind of if you mixed a chow chow with a Chinese New Year's dragon kind of being. And a lion right? I mean, that's where the chow chow came in from all oh, the okay. hair. Okay. But I would like yeah. one of them. They're very large and you look like you can ride them, but they'd also like play fetch. I'll, I'll see what I can do. I don't know how great I would be at importing exotic animals though. Just saying. You have a month and 20 days. Oof. Your birthday is really coming up. Yes. Birth month. Birth month. We have a lot planned for my birth month. Oh my god. That's gonna be a really crazy episode. Well, it's gonna be a crazy month. We'll see if, we're getting, <laughs> we'll see if there's an episode. <laughs> okay, but yes, going back to the Neopet as you call them. Morris was absolutely adorable. So Trevor Slattery, aka the Mandarin, who we saw from Iron Man 2, was actually kidnapped by Shang-Chi's father because we didn't know this, but the Mandarin was actually a character created based off of Shang-Chi's father. And he was like created to be like the global terrorist who would like scare everyone. And so he was put in, uh, he was put in prison after his involvement with the true Mandarin scary guy in, no, that's Iron Man 3. Oh my gosh. I'm yes. sorry. You can take my nerd card. You, you can just take it. It's totally fine. Have you fine. been saying two? I have been saying two. It is three. It is three. Because it's... I said two in the movie theater, but I meant three. Because for me, I saw them out of... I saw Iron Man 3 second, Mm -hmm. which is how I was going. But yes, it's Iron Man 3. Words form them, Jay. The thing I loved was when Shang-Chi's father was talking about what happened. He was like, they couldn't find me, but they heard of the thing called the Ten Rings. And because of coming up, so this mm-hmm. American group wanted to do it. So they called themselves that. And the, they didn't know Shang-Chi's father's name. So the only thing they could come up with that sounded Asian was the Mandarin, the fruit. Which I think as much of sometimes comedy is the way we learn things. And I think it was a great note to approach operations of cultures even though Shang-Chi's dad is evil and bad and runs like a like black ops ninja group mm-hmm. the appropriation portion from people like oh we don't know what it is so we're just gonna call like the big bad leader the mandarin after an orange was very eye-opening and I th- hope gave people kind of like a subtle insight into like appropriation versus appreciation mm-hmm yeah, like, I, I almost wonder if that's a little bit of Disney slash Marvel's way of pulling back on some of the things that they've maybe not exactly represented well in the past. Huh, I could see that. Yeah, or if it this really has just all been a part of the plan. Because I think, um, which, um, oh, no, because I think, so going through here, apparently in Marvel, we also have references to the Ten Rings in Thor The Dark World. And an Ant-Man. Well, yeah, Angela, everyone knows that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I was just, I was on my search for the source material because I was very interested in where Shang-Chi came from. Like, whether it was something that, like, Marvel had created on their own or if it was, like, rooted in comics or if Marvel did up from another place. It's all rooted in comics, is it not? Well, Well, yeah, most of it is, but I wanted to know if it was rooted in a Marvel comic or if they were borrowing it from another place. Mm. But it is actually an original Marvel comic that they came out with in the 1970s. Love that we're getting into this 30 
35 minutes into the episode. Oh, yeah. You know. <laughs> if anyone cared about the history, <laughs> whoops. This is what happens when we decide to record after eating insane amounts of sugar and coming straight home from the theater. This was a new movie theater. It was fire. And now that I know that they have margaritas, I will only be going and having a margarita. Well, imagine the next time we go and then have margaritas with the movie and then come back and record. I don't know. It depends on what movie it is. Like, I need to be focused for the MCU movies. Mm-hmm. But apparently, I at least I can tell the actors apart. So maybe <laughs> maybe I could do with the margarita to get onto your level. I'm really going to need to bring my glasses to the next one. Other thing that this theater has, which my friend told me about, is movie theaters in 4D. So during certain driving oh, scenes, yeah. they would like move your seats to the right and to the left. I personally would do that like if I went to go see it again. And I frankly would go see this movie again if someone wanted mm-hmm. to go. I would definitely go again. But I wouldn't. I'm glad I saw it once where my seat didn't move and it just kind of reclined. Oh yeah, no, I think this would actually be a really great one in 4D because it seems like they have a lot of elements that are actually well suited yeah to that like oh like imagine when he's like riding the dragon and then like you're kind of like spiraling with him yeah but from what she told me at least when she went to go see black widow mm-hmm. they like made scenes move so like it would fit with it and i was like i think it was also in 3d i don't know 4d because like that's just a lot like i to like have you all the i think though some of the scenes would be beautiful especially the ones like more natural like the ones like in the nature scenes like imagine like all those creatures in 4D like coming at you. Oh yeah. That would definitely be scary though with the soul snatchers. Ooh yeah. That I wouldn't enjoy. Or like the big one. Yeah. That that actually almost got a little too intense for me. Yeah. That's when I started hitting you. Yeah I wasn't trying to talk to you. I was just like it got at them. It's gonna get them. And so I was tapping. Oh oh yeah no I got that eventually. I I thought you were hitting me like oh something's happening like you're not seeing it. Oh no. Like I thought Aquafina was in trouble or something. Aquafina's fine. But also, can we talk about her little, like, her little journey through the movie? Like, she found her calling. Hawkeye? I mean, maybe not necessarily. Maybe they're gonna train her in some other weapons. But she, like, saving the universe is her calling. I think her bigger calling is karaoke. <laughs> I think that's everyone's Hotel bigger calling. And driving. She drove the bus. She drove the car through the maze in the forest. Yeah. Oh. See, I don't think anyone's really left in the Avengers. That's like re- a really great pilot. Who was it before? Well, didn't didn't Scarlett Johansson drive a lot? You're asking me? I think she did. Mm-hmm. I thought it was Robert Downey Jr. Because like in Thor 3, when the thing has to be programmed mm-hmm. and he's like, like the password's like greatest Avenger or whatever. Or did Mark Ruffalo do that? I think they all made their passwords like greatest Avenger or something like that. Like the person who did the plane for Thor to get off of the, what I call like the Spy Kids Candyland planet. The one where oh, Thor oh, fights yeah. I, the whole. Yeah, I think it, I think it was, I think it was Stark. Wow, I know so much. Spy Kids Candyland planet. What's it called? I like it. Um, oh, Nowhere. Right. Oh, that was a shit show. Mm-hmm. When's Thunder Down Under come out? February 12th, 2022. Valentine's Day? Right before Valentine's Day. I mean, I guess we'll need it since all the boys is over. Mm-hmm. We, we need something new. Although, I don't know. I'm a little, I'm a little concerned for myself for how I'll do with that movie. Because do you know the premise? Is Chris Pratt in it? No. Okay, then I can go see it. So, Natalie Portman, aka Jane. Oh, yeah, Lady she's Thor. Gonna take, yeah, she's gonna take up the mantle and be Lady Thor 
door, but her character is also going to be undergoing chemotherapy. She has cancer. And so every time that she picks up the hammer and takes and like becomes Lady Thor, she undoes all of her chemo treatments. At what? least like that's that's the story from the source material. So it's like you you're gonna from see comics? Her, yeah. So you're gonna see her like pretty sick in theory. So I, I don't know how I'm gonna deal with that. Well that's rude after Ragnarok was like so funny. Like Ragnarok didn't feel like it fit when I was watching the Marvel movies because I watched that mm-hmm. during my marathon. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this like feels like a like really comedic. So that's actually why Thor's getting more movies. They're essentially like resetting his storyline. So Why? they're not like resetting it, but like they're taking the story and like telling it through a different lens, like one and two, like both very serious, like particularly Dark World. But then, like you said, like Ragnarok was really funny, and so they want to build on that. By chemo treatments? I don't know what to tell you. They've got a dark and twisty sense of humor, apparently. Yeah. But back to Shang-Chi. So, okay, I have a question for you. Did you understand that, like, from his mother's people, the Talo, basically what they were teaching him was to tap into his chi? I mean, no, but, like, it makes sense. No. Because, like, I think so, too. So what I'm reading here when I'm going through, like, the history of Shang-Chi, everyone's like, of course you should know that. I mean, not with that, but, like, it felt very rooted. I mean, I think, speaking more generally, I felt like the way I phrased this to Angela was, it felt like they definitely had Asians working on this movie, which sounds like something stupid to say in a movie so based in Asian culture and Asian traditions. But like, we know the movies that, we know movies that get made. We know which movies get socially canceled. Not everyone does. Mm -hmm. And so for me, like his mother, like the connection with nature, when you see Michelle Yeoh and the mom fight in their style and stuff, like it's very graceful. It is very much like that kind of like softer, but like, like softer fighting style. I'm saying soft in air quotes because it's not like they're not fighting, but it's a more peaceful fighting than aggressive from the father's side. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't surprise me that that's like what you're supposed to get from it. But I also like that kind of, if people don't get it, because I don't know what movie I was watching. It might've been an interview with In the Heights cast on one of Miranda's first musical Mm -hmm. that he did about Washington Heights. It was some movie, I think it was an interview that, but someone was saying how they loved that they didn't automatically dub when they would have small conversations in Spanish because Mm. not everything needs to be dubbed. In Shang-Chi, they do dub the Mandarin. I believe it is Mandarin because I understood it. Mm -hmm. A little bit of it, not all of it. I'm trying to teach myself Mandarin slowly. Very hard language to learn and I'm not even learning how to write in it. When they don't express that it's Tai Chi or express the direct kind of martial arts it is, it's Mm -hmm. because it's like those who get it will get it. Those who want to know will look into it. But like Mm -hmm. nothing, everything doesn't need to be handed to the audience for the appreciation and to understand the film, Mm -hmm. I guess. And it's like those that do understand the exact types of martial arts or the cultures or the traditions with the dragons or why the seat for Aquafina's grandfather was left at the table or bringing mm-hmm. the Funyuns to the grave. For those who do understand the traditions, mm-hmm. understand them and have a special connection with the film. And those who don't, don't. And that doesn't mean the movie can't be viewed and enjoyed by everyone, but it's a special nod of showing off our differences. But also at the same time, at the end of the movie, the 
father's army and the mother's army of people had to fight together against the flying death bird octopus things. I'm still going with soul snatchers. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, but that that feeds perfectly into like my overall topic here because I was having an interesting conversation with a friend the other day when she was explaining to me how, um, because she works in production, how like a lot of times like when they're making trailers and things now, like they have to like put the entire movie into the trailer like even how it's going to end any little thing that might like be considered like shocking or out of sorts because most people nowadays want everything hand fed to them that way like they want to know what they're getting from a movie before they're going in you're talking quieter who who are you having a conversation with you said you had a conversation with a friend oh my god okay i don't know why at first when you said who i thought you said boo and i was like (laughs) are we like going into a scary movie now what's happening no i said who and then you looked at me like i was nuts i was like like is this a friend like i'm like is it a like is it amanda is it someone i know is it someone from work i'm like i didn't know you know anyone who worked in production that's why i was like oh my god yeah no i thought you said boo and that completely freaked me out because i just watched one of the standalones in american horror stories and there's this little kid who's kidnapped nope and nope okay i don't okay no you you should have stopped as soon as you heard the words american horror coming out of your mouth okay just because kaya gerber's in it does not mean i have any more interest in it she was good though well yeah she's dating jacob as soon as they date jacob they get really far in their acting careers well we'll see what happens when the next um emmy nominations come (laughs) out exactly what do you think that everyone meant and what do you think his revelation was of like embracing both his mother and his father like what do you think the point was because he like obviously realizes it comes out of the water with the dragon like Mm -hmm. wakes the good the the good dragon like what do you think in him he like found owned validated whatever for him to come out of the water as far as like owning both parts of yourself i think particularly for shang chi that was really like unpacking what happened with his mother's death and with his father immediately after that and then with a lot of his childhood that he ran away from and essentially just tried to erase from his person and it's about acknowledging that whoever you are everything that happens to you goes into making you and it's not about highlighting it or putting it on a pedestal but it's about accepting it and working through it and still finding ways to move forward and be your own person yeah this one would rate this movie would rate very highly on the marvel therapeutic scale some range higher than (laughs) like ragnarok would be like closer to the bottom mm-hmm. and then we have like i think like captain america the first avenger would like go closer to the top black widow would be closer to the top mm-hmm. all iron mans would be on the fucking ground <laughs> below below level i think like particularly like in shang chi they hit on a lot of different things like there's losing a parent is essentially ch- childhood trauma there's notes of abuse in there notes of notes of okay there there's there's definitely abuse like but without without going into too much detail so that we have to add a trigger warning here like there's there's definitely like they definitely lived in a very abusive household what do you think of now like i'm just asking questions in general about it um the one i have one point to make at the end which i will save because it's like pro con proing it mm-hmm. um what do you think of the fact that like when his dad did 
meet his mom, he was also so easily willing to give up the Ten Rings. Well, see, I think that also goes along the same vein of, like, acknowledging, like, all parts of yourself, because for so long it seemed that, like, his father had let- had intended to lean more towards his darker proclivities. Like, he was this, like, infamous warlord that had been alive for thousands of years, and then it took finding someone who could show him a little bit more of what his life could be like for him to, like, open himself back up to another- to another side of himself. And I think that's- I think most of the characters seem to go through something like that. Like, even Aquafina, like, like her character, she was very much- I, I don't want to say, like, hiding from her power, but, like, she stated a couple times as soon as she, like, started to embrace something or find a particular talent for it, she would just move on to something else. It wasn't worth pursuing. Yeah. I agree, I think. I think everyone, I think, had a very good arc to them, which you don't always get. And, like, I, it obviously, it, it wasn't an ensemble cast, but for being pretty close to an ensemble cast, I feel like everyone got a pretty good arc from mm-hmm. the sister to the mother to the father to the aunt to, like, the communities. Mm-hmm. I think just also to your point earlier about the cast, I think that Marvel like really does tend more towards just like larger names in general because I think they really just try to like pack as much star power in as they can. They are now, but I think going forward, like I don't know if it was you or TikTok who told me this, but Marvel's no longer offering like multi-movie contracts like they used to do mm, because that's true. Marvel now, I don't know, maybe after phase four going forward however many phases they have like marvel no longer needs the robert downey juniors to like build it like marvel like they don't need and frankly even they had brie larson oscar winner and like that Mm -hmm. didn't do much shit for captain marvel so it's like Mm -hmm. they don't need the names like the eternals is a star pack cast like this was a pretty star pack cast but it they don't even need it because like Mar- people will now come because it's a Marvel movie. That's what they were able to do with like phases one through three. Mm-hmm. See, I can see that, but at the same time, it's like, I wonder, it's like how much they'll really be able to get away from that. Because now like it very much seems like kind of like one of those rites of passages. Like a lot of actors will want to be in a Marvel movie just to say that like they've been in a Marvel movie. Oh yeah. I think as long as Marvel can get big celebrities and not like be charged like stupid Robert Downey Jr. wants money, they'll do it. But I'm also saying Marvel also now is its standalone entity and can take certain risks that they couldn't before establishing the first three phases. Like we're getting a lot of younger ones. Like we're getting like Ms. Marvel, who's that? Kamala Khan. Okay. That's not the actress, but that's Ms. Marvel. Yes. Yeah. Like, so we're getting like, and like, yes, I know it's in the comics, but it's like Monica Rambeau. Like we're expanding on diversity with like, I didn't know who the character who played Monica Rambeau. I didn't know who's going to be with Ms. Marvel before. Mm-hmm. But, like, they're able to do that. And, like, yes, they're not leading roles. So I think it is something to still note. But it is something that, like, all of the original Avengers were white, if I recall. Yes. <laughs> and, like, it hasn't been that long <laughs> since I saw You know, besides the Hulk, who's green. But, yes. Yes. <laughs> Bruce Banner is white. Yes. yes I got his yes. name right? Yes. Bruce Banner. Good job. Thank you. All of the people and their nine trillion names. <laughs> like, this phase is a lot more colorful, a lot more diverse in power and thought and things. Like, the big one we got was, like, the other one was, like, Black Panther, right? Yes. Yeah, Black Panther. First real huge diverse moment within the MCU. 
R.I.P. Chadwick Boseman. I know. Have you actually started What If? No. I didn't even finish Loki. Oh, okay. Well, so he... he is it What If also a comic? Like, it's it's illustrated, animated? It, it is animated, yes. I don't do animation. My lead into this was that Chadwick Boseman actually recorded his parts for What If, if I'm not mistaken. So you actually do get his oh. voice for it. Okay, fine. I'll watch um, that up. No, did I mean, all the actors? What do you mean? Like, did all the actors record their own parts for this thing? I believe they did. Wow. Yeah, I'll I'll, ha- I'll have to double check that for sure, but I think they did because they're all um like 30 minutes or less segments because it just like, it, I think the premise of what if is that a play on the storylines that we've already seen, but if one thing had changed. And I do believe you get your first, you'll get your first look at the Dark Avengers there as well. Yelena and um Kate Hudson's half-brother not captain america yeah what his new name is i still just call him not captain america i know u.s agent i think is what Mm -hmm. his name is gonna be and remember people we still have the hawkeye series to look forward to (laughs) i can't even say it with a straight yeah that's gonna be very interesting with what's her face Haley steinfeld yeah yeah i mean i think everyone's gonna watch it now because um that's florence pugh's next appearance in the mcu Mm -hmm. so people will wait for that and then the eternals which has (laughs) not sebastian stan (laughs) kit harrington Gemma Chan, Salma Hayek, Angelina Jolie, some other people, but those are the names I know, directed by Academy Award winning, I believe the first Asian or Asian American woman. Mm-hmm. I don't know if first, is it also the first woman, period? Chloe Zhao will be directing that, which comes out in November. We may or may not do an episode on it, depending on how our other episodes fit, slide in and out with our <laughs> theme. But I'm excited for that one. And I'm curious because now that I've seen so many of them, I'm finally able to understand certain context for them. Like seeing, Wong in this one and seeing getting the jokes of like Trevor Slattery Travis Slattery Trevor yes Trevor Slattery I believe it's Trevor like getting the context of these things like it makes it nice and I get why people are so in love with the franchise and with the movies and why people like go back to them because they're just like the one thing that was very interesting though this time around is like it's like interesting because it's like I knew nothing bad was gonna happen like even during all the fight scenes like you know like Shang-Chi's like boiler alert which isn't a spoiler <laughs> Is it gonna make it to the end? Like, you know he's gonna make it through all of these fight scenes. So, like, there aren't the stakes. And I feel like at some point, Marvel fans have to realize until, like, Infinity War is an endgame, mm-hmm. there weren't real stakes for the main people. Like, for you being someone who watched yeah. them in real time, like, you had to know that, like, after the first Avenger movie came out, well, there was gonna be an Iron Man 3, so you knew, like, nothing could happen in Iron Man or, like, the Thor, like, or Captain America. It's like, things couldn't happen for the things to keep happening in the other movies to build. Like, I feel like the first real risk would have been um, Civil War, maybe? I don't know. Like, like when did it ever occur to you that any of these characters could be gone? So honestly, not really. But I think also just especially when Marvel started with these movies, like they weren't kept like as heavily under wraps as they are now. So there was a lot of lead in to the others that you already knew about. Like, oh yeah, like coming like next year this time, there's going to be this movie and like all of these characters are like set to be in it so you don't have to worry about any one of them dying but at the same time it's like you know that these are just very enduring characters and they're always gonna get out of whatever scrape that they're in so you're not necessarily worried about them dying you're just worried about them not having not wanting to tell the story anymore oh we're getting into diversity they have to tell these stories for a while now until that stops trending upward Mm -hmm. until it's no longer able to be capitalized on well see i think just heading back to shang chi because that's what we're 
supposed to be talking about. It's going to be interesting to see where they take this because for um, his comic, it actually ran as a limited series, but he has some very interesting crossovers between Captain America, Spider-Man, and the Wolverine. So are we potentially going to see, yeah, Shang-Chi in either the upcoming Spider-Man or in Doctor Strange, or I believe um, in... I think they hinted that in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, Wanda Maximoff is going to fight somebody from the X-Men. So is that like when we're going to- Can that be Deadpool? Can Ryan Reynolds come? See, Deadpool's another interesting one because in the Deadpool movies, we get a few X-Men characters, but we don't have a true X-Men connection yet. That hurts my head. Right? I didn't even know that Deadpool was part of the MCU. And it's not technically. Is Deadpool also owned by Sony? Um, yeah, I think Deadpool was another one that was done outside because I don't think like it necessarily fit into like their like quote unquote like wholesome image that they were projecting. Like not exactly, but in terms of making it like family friendly Mm -hmm. and like getting as much as they could out of people. Like Deadpool just didn't fit that image for them. I wonder why. (laughs) But Deadpool is amazing and we do need more Ryan Reynolds. I still need to go see Free Guy. Me too. I've heard it's really good. I just, I really like that one part in the commercial when he's eating the strawberry ice cream. It's like, my tongue made a baby with a rainbow. I don't watch live TV anymore so I have not seen this commercial you speak of. Wrapping Mm. up soon. And exactly one month and 22 days from now. No, one month and 20 days. 19, whatever. In under two months we will be at Avengers Campus in Avengers Campus. Yes, we will be. I really hope that people get their shit together with vaccines. Vote no on the recall in California, people. Mm -hmm. Remember, please submit your vote. It is trending upward for Dems, but we're more likely to do mail-in versus the other side who will vote in person. And more than like 42 of the ballots received are from people like over 65. Young people, please vote. Please vote to keep our lovely governor. Remember that it's not just about how you feel about COVID policies, but there are a lot of other things at stake here as well. Particularly a possible senator nominee that governors have the right to choose mm-hmm. climate change women's reproductive rights as the we pink saw. tax is you doing anything about that particularly or are you just naming issues oh well no but he um so he hasn't abolished our pink tax but he did write in a bill that basically like government is taking care of our pink tax for the next six years oh i did not know that mm-hmm. and all of that should not be discounted because of one dinner at the French Laundry. Where he was one person over outside. Like, come on, guys. You've never been one person over outside. Really? We don't, yeah, but we don't condone it. He still, he shouldn't have done it. But well, he, no, shouldn't he, he shouldn't lose his have job. done it. But like, he shouldn't lose his governorship over it. Mm-hmm. Yes, but being that, if all is trending upward or trending downward, upward for my personal, <laughs> per, my personal, personal, professional, all opinions and manifestations right here and right now on this podcast. We will be in Disneyland. On Avengers Campus, watching hopefully, Spider-Man swing around. And hopefully, I send you a TikTok, I don't know if you saw it, but like, because of Halloween, they might be bringing out Agatha. Yes. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yes. Everyone, please, just like, if you're sick, stay home. If you can get wear vaccinated, masks. please get vaccinated. Please wear your masks. I really want to meet Agatha. <laughs> Agatha Hartness. Oh 
oh my god yes we need a picture with captain america's ass america's ass yes we need to try all the beverages we need to try lifting the hammer major majuri medor uh i butcher this molnir milnor molnir sure i'm going with molnir okay final answer yes i want to lift the hammer yes all the things we need to do in avengers campus we also need to make sure like it's we get tickets i swear and then because i am such a generous and giving person and my ripe age of 26 that i will be closer to 30 unfortunately i can give to my friends as a nice gracious offer who are still a few years older than me the gift of going to star wars land and drinking at the cantina they don't get to build their lightsabers because that's like two hours of my time that like is going to be wasted but we can ride rise of the resistance and i'll take all the pictures with stormtroopers and other weird things that they would like okay also i don't know if i've sent you any of the ones from tiktok either probably not because you haven't been able to view tiktok but the stormtroopers have actually been ad-libbing their own like one-liners to each other when they're like standing at their posts like complimenting each other on wearing their masks or complimenting other people on it or like using the force when they like stop someone from falling or something like that so it's really great i have to meet the storm troop stormtroopers yeah so get vaccinated wear masks we'll still we'll still probably be wearing masks to disneyland even if they're not required we'll Mm -hmm. probably still be wearing them we'll just match them to our outfit our our singular outfit our singular outfit (laughs) yes It'll be interesting to see what our friends think when I float this out there, but because you just taught me what it means to be Disney bound or dressed Disney bound or... Carry on. And then I have some comments. I, okay. Do we show up in costume-ish or no? You look so offended right now. Because I asked you to respectfully ask all of our friends to dress simple so photos can be simple. Because I wasn't going to have everyone Disney bound because I think no one would go for it. We had this conversation. Well, yeah, it's like, so if we're dressed super simply, like, doesn't that mean, like, we can, like, throw something on that's, like, lightly, like, Disney? But I don't know, aren't, isn't wearing ears being Disney bound? No, being Disney bound means your outfit is reminiscent of a character. So if I'm Disney bounding a Snow White, I'm wearing, like, a red skirt, a blue cardigan, and, like, a bow. Or it's, like... Or as like tangled, I have like a big braid and like flowers in my hair and like a purple dress, but like you're not wearing a costume. I thought like if you had on like tangled ears, no. Yeah, okay. Then you're wearing tangled ears. Never mind. I don't know what I'm talking about, guys. No, but I have a really fun game that I think it's kind of a version of like how well do your friends know me? So I think all of my friends should go into the Disney store and buy me a pair of ears they think is most like me. But the trick of it is if any of them buy me the same two pair they lose, you're gonna have so many pairs of ears. Yes. Oh my god. I can rotate every hour. Oh, that would that would actually be really cute. I still say that you should go for the scavenger hunt idea and you should let us like break into groups for the first like three I hours. I have three friends. How many groups are there gonna be? There's gonna be more than three people there. We cannot confirm or deny that as of today. <laughs> I'm like 85% sure there are gonna be more than three people there and we could scavenger hunt and it could be cute so you can think about it. No, I'm not. But then we're all separate. I want to see people. Okay, fine. We're flying down there. I don't want people to celebrate me from afar. If that was the case, we could do a Zoom birthday. <laughs> okay, well that's true. But I mean, I didn't think like two hours would be a big deal a line for some rides is two hours oh i think i've blocked that part out of my disney memory
Yeah. And like now the fast pass system is training to genie passes where some of them like for the big rides you can't eat. You have to like buy the action of getting the fast pass and then you have to rebuy on top of that for like some of the more popular rides. So, what? So I'm assuming like Space Mountain you have to like buy the fast pass app which gives you access to some of them but then like probably Rise of the Resistance, Web Slingers, other rides you have to buy on top of that. Oh, that is so ridiculous. That like goes back to the days when, okay, so my mom actually went to Disney. Really sorry, mom. My mom actually went to Disneyland two years after it first opened. And so she explained their ticketing system to me back then. And so literally when you went in, you would purchase like blocks of tickets for what you wanted to go on. So all of the rides were priced out differently. So it was like carnival style where it's like, oh, this ride was six tickets and this ride was like eight tickets. Kind of, yeah. So it was like you bought like the tickets specifically for what you wanted to go on. And so like depending like on that, like there were some like the more expensive rides, they didn't have as long lines. And Uh, now it just, yeah. And now it just seems like going to Disneyland is getting more expensive. And now you need to purchase something to get fast passes into rides, in which case you still might not be guaranteed a space. No, you are. But it's like if you buy the fast pass, it's eligible for like, Han Mansion, Pirates, It's a Small World, mm-hmm. Little Mermaid, Incredicoaster. But then to get a fast pass for Space Mountain or Splash mm-hmm. Mountain or like the popular rides, that you have to buy. It's like an in-app purchase additionally, allegedly. I, I, the system is not out yet. Oh, like. Like it's, they're, it's, it's coming out. They're rolling it out in fall because they're getting rid of fast passes they're in the process of eliminating them out of deference to you i will not protest when we go for your birthday but i will protest the next time i go to disneyland after that okay karen mm-hmm. okay but yes uh ra- wrapping up thoughts on shang chi um i love how even though it is like shang chi and the 10 the 10 rings, rings the 10 rings <laughs> they did focus a lot on something that i know is very important within like a lot of cultures but I know including Asian culture is like family and community and ancestry like there's a lot of like respect and value in the culture Mm -hmm. and I think they did a really great job of not like being like you have to respect your elders you have to like of like again like they showed the respect and they showed the value and how precious Mm -hmm. knowing your heritage and your ancestry is without like screaming at you like or shaming which is like another thing that like Mm -hmm. Asians are known for like Asian guilt of like parents guilting it's like no it was all coming from love and from respect and from like wanting to enrich and support Mm -hmm. they did a great job of showing and not telling yes i i particularly liked that and then i also liked how they brought it full circle and it started out with karaoke and ended with karaoke (laughs) karaoke. (laughs) yes that was really great and i think that we should totally karaoke but i also like how it started with Shang and Aquafina, whose character, her character Katie. name is Katie, by the way, so I can stop saying Aquafina at the very end of this episode. So how Shang and Katie started out essentially like happy with what they were doing because they were living their lives for themselves, mm, but they were also avoiding. They they were also avoiding, but they were they were living their lives for themselves. Like they weren't like actively like trying to push themselves in a way that was unhealthy they they needed to push themselves to get to a healthier place but they weren't like beating themselves up for not fitting certain standards Mm -hmm. 
And then at the end, it's like they have like achieved that growth and they're still kind of like in that same place where like they're living their life how they want, but they are in a healthier place. I agree. Five out of five stars for Shang-Chi. Go see it. Let us know what you think. Let us know if you want to hear any more of our movie rants. I know this is definitely more of a rant, but we hope that you guys enjoyed it. So thank you very much for listening to this episode of In Omnia Paratus. Don't forget to rate, follow, or subscribe on Apple. Or not do all three, or. Or just do one of those. (laughs) Or do all of them. Completely up to you. And do no subscribe anymore. Rate, download, and follow. So don't forget to rate, download, and follow us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, where you lead will follow. So head on over to at InOmniaPod on Instagram and let us know what you would like to hear about in the comments. Bye. Bye.